Amen. Amen. And uh, thank you, worship team. If y'all want, y'all can sit wherever. Uh, we're just going to be brief for a moment. We're going to go back into prayer. But uh, I was thinking about tonight, and uh, you know, the Lord just kind of said, you know what, you had a word for Sunday, that's good enough. And so uh, I really want to just sense uh, the word that came coming to my mind was refreshing and renewal. And uh, as I was praying over just tonight and just saying, God, we, we just really need to, uh, Pastor Heath is not going to get you to heaven, okay? Uh, my, we could preach the best sermons in the world, but if there's the, not the Holy Spirit uh, and the receiving of that by the Spirit, man, it's got to be God. It's got to be the Holy Spirit in us. And uh, sometimes there comes a point that we've heard thousands and thousands of sermons and thousands of thousands of songs. We just need to be in the presence of God. And that's what I felt like tonight was supposed to be about. And so we're going to have an opportunity for that in a moment. But if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I'm just going to briefly talk about uh, one verse, okay? And uh, when I say briefly, you know what that means, right? Okay, good. (laughs) One verse. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. I'm going to give you the background, and we're going to get there. Peter and John have come into an hour of prayer service. They're about to go into a prayer service now, which we're doing tonight. And they come and they see the lame beggar there, and he's begging. And, and so I'm just paraphrasing this story. And when they, you know, silver and gold have I none, what I have I give unto thee, rise up and walk. And man, this guy begins to jump and shout and, and give God the glory, and they get in trouble for it. And so uh, he begins, Peter is moved by the Holy Spirit uh, with this man next to him, and he begins to preach the gospel. Here's Peter, this guy who had just denied Jesus, who, who had a mouth of a sailor, who always got in trouble by speaking too soon and of himself and through his flesh, now is overcome by the presence of God. He's changed, he's radically transformed because the presence of God is upon him. And he begins to preach, and he's not a preacher. He's not a preacher, he's not a public speaker, he's not an orator, and we know that Peter probably couldn't even write very good. But now the Holy Spirit comes upon this uh, sailor of a man, this blue-collar, lower middle-class worker, and he begins to preach. And it's evident that he's been with Jesus, and he begins to preach, and he tells them uh, the story of God and the prophets and how he sent Jesus. And he says, verse 17, Now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your rulers did also, but the things which God announced before him by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer and that he is thus fulfilled. See, they had missed the Isaiah chapters of the suffering servant. And so he tells them, he reminds them, that God said he would send a suffering servant. So he says, verse 19, Therefore repent and return uh, so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times or seasons of refreshing, everybody say refreshing, may come from the presence of the Lord. From where? From the presence of the Lord, and that He may send Jesus the Christ appointed to you, whom all heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke with the mouth of His holy prophets in ancient time. Seasons of refreshing, times of refreshing. What was He meaning there? In the Greek... In the Greek, that word means rejuvenation, it means renewal, it means restoration. Uh, and often it means, uh, some, one author talked about it, meaning may, like this, if you sense this, this cooling, this breeze, this cool breeze. And if you think about it on a hot day in Louisiana, when, that, when you're hot out there and you're working and you're mowing in the yard, and then that just one cool breeze just... Ah, that, that one thing kind of just makes that whole day a lot better, right? Uh, that one moment a lot better. And so it's like this times of refreshing, this cool breath of God 
to come over uh, your life. And how many think that sounds good? The cool breath of God in a worrisome, tiresome, hot, weary world just to have a cool breath of God come over you. That sounds pretty good. And uh, maybe we'll have some sweet tea right there with it, right? And so, uh, man, just the presence of God. So, so it's coming by the presence of God. And what Peter is ultimately talking about in the, pro- in the prophetic sense, in the Old Testament sense, he's saying, hey, you have been laboring for years trying to attain salvation and failed repeatedly. And God had even sent all of his word and you rejected all of it. But here's the thing. God so loved you. He sent his only son to die for you. And then you killed him. You killed him. So you've done the most unspeakable things, but yet God is still willing after you kill Jesus that you could still repent. How much of an amazing God is that? Man, we have got the upteenth chances with God. And so he says, if you would just repent, that means turn from your sin, confess them, and turn the other way. God is going to send that latter rain that he promised. There's a new day coming, and it's a kind of a twofold day. One... In the last day since, it's saying, hey, there's coming that God had prophesied to Isaiah and Jeremiah that God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. There is coming a day where there's going to be no more weeping, no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow, that there will be a continual sense when you are in heaven and in the place of God's presence. It will be continued refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. There will be sorrow no more. It's a peace beyond understanding. That is the day that you can hope for and look ahead for that God has promised because he sent Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the guarantee. His blood has paid the price for you to freely receive the abundant new uh, creation of God, the permanent season of refreshing. Amen. That is something God has promised you that there will be a day coming you can't even imagine it's going to be so good. And and that good. That's good news, right? And so he's saying that if you would just repent and believe and receive this, and you'll have something in this world to hold on to. It's kind of like if you've been through a hot day, but you know the swimming pool is at the end of it, right? I can press through this because I know 5 o'clock is coming and I get to go home. There's things we can hold on to because I know there's a reward on the other side. A little labor now, but there's going to be reward. I'm going to press through all these extra hours because I know this is going to get me to that vacation. I'm going to press through all this extra work now because I know it's going to get me something. All of this stuff we're holding on saying, God, I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure. Those who overcome, they're going to receive the crown of life. That's what he's saying. Hold on. There's a season of refreshing coming. But here's how good our God is. It doesn't just mean in the future. He was referencing Isaiah 55. And turn to Isaiah 55 with me. Isaiah 55. He says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. And he goes on. And he talks about the mountains bursting forth and the, and the heavens and, and all this glorious thing uh, because the Lord God of Israel has glorified you. And he's talking about this free offer of mercy, this everlasting kingdom that God is going to be established. It says in verse 12, For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth and the shouts of joy before you, and the trees in the field will clap their hands. And he's talking about... Everyone, I like that first verse, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. That reminds me of the refreshing. That reminds me of the refreshing. 
But what did Jesus say in John chapter 7? He stands up at the last day's feast, or this feast, or the last day of the feast, and he begins to preach. And he says in John chapter 7, let me turn there for a second. John chapter 7, Jesus is talking about this. John chapter 7, verse 37, he says, Now on the last day of the, this feast that they were having, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out and saying, If anyone who is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. There's Isaiah 55 again, whom Peter is talking about. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, what? From his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is saying, This is fulfilled in your hearing. This last stage is not just the heaven and the new earth that's coming, but something is happening right now as I'm speaking this and what I'm going to do. In verse 39, he says, But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Peter now knows that the Holy Spirit has come in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, that feast. And now he's experienced it. He's tasted and seen for himself. The Lord is truly good. It is a personal encounter with God that this man, Peter, has now been changed from a man who ultimately blasphemed God by denying him, but had been forgiven for him time and time again for the love of God. And he has received now the Holy Spirit, which was transforming, life-altering, life-changing, empowering. And Peter tells them, if you'll repent you're going to receive seasons, times of refreshing. That means for me, one, our sin is forgiven. We've got rest from our labors. And it's not just the glory. We've got a glory to be revealed that's going to be complete in the promise of God, full restoration that I can hold on to. But in the meantime, my God is so good that He gives you a personal guarantee. The Holy Spirit is that seal of redemption that we can now understand that I can cry out, Abba, Father, I know for certain that that day is coming of refreshing because I've got a little bit of refreshing right now to get me through. I've got something, meanwhile, to hold me over until that time. And when the Bible says in in Acts chapter 13, uh, verse 52, that Paul and Barnabas, the disciples, went out, and it says they were continually filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. They were continually filled as they went out. It wasn't just a one time, I got it. Thank you, God, for helping me in that one moment of my life. But I know there's a blessing and rejuvenation and renewal and season of refreshing coming in the last day. And that would, be, that would, would really be enough. That really, God didn't, he could have just stopped there. But God is so good, he's saying, no, in the meanwhile, to get you through, to hold on, I'm going to remind you that there is an eternity ahead and the refreshing presence of the Holy Spirit can continually come over you because I'm the God of rest. Jesus says, I'm the, the Lord of the Sabbath. That last day's rest, I'm Lord of it. And he is still today providing seasons of refreshing for his church. And Acts, they were repeatedly Filled with the Holy Spirit over and over again. In Ephesians, it says, don't just be drunk with wine, but be filled. That's a repeated filling of the Holy Spirit. And so here's the catch, or here's the really the truth of it all. If we are going through a season that is hot and dry and weary, all we have to do is say, Lord, I know that I am saved. I repent of my sins. I come to you. I accept Jesus Christ. I'm going to rest from my religious labors. 
I'm going to rest from all of my working of trying to earn being good enough and trying to earn and get through and get by. I'm going to rest and receive what is rightfully mine that I know I've got a promise in the future, but I also got a promise right now. I can receive the Holy Spirit over and over and over. It is a continual moving, a continual breathing that seasons of refreshing. Remember, you think about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1, where it said that the Spirit was hovering. He was breathing over the waters. And think about that. that The Holy Spirit can continually breathe on your life and say, Lord, I've gone through the ringer this week, this month, this year. I need a little bit of a refreshing in the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's all. I'm done. We're going to, I told you it's going to be short. But here's what we want to do tonight. We want to pray, God, maybe wherever you are, I don't know where you are. I don't know about me. I can tell you, Heath Harris needs seasons of refreshing. We pour out, we pour out, we work, we do. Only God can fill me up to keep on going. That's right. I can't keep on going on my own flesh or my own ability. If I do, I get angry, I get tired, I get anxious, I get worried, I get stressed. You get in arguments, you get all kinds of problems in your life, you fall into temptation. That's how it works when you're working on your own ability. And so if you've been fighting temptation, if you've been fighting weariness or dreariness or dryness, you say, Lord, we're here tonight just to receive from your presence. Not receiving from Pastor Heath, not receiving from the worship team, receiving from the presence of God, because that is your promise if you just receive it by faith. Amen? Would you stand with me tonight? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Seasons of refreshing. And here's what we're just going to do tonight. I'm just going to open the altars. They're open. If you feel like you need to walk around, if you need to turn at your seat and pray, you want to come find a place to pray in the altars, our, our leadership team is available to pray with you, or you just want to get along with God. We say, Lord, I'm not here to receive from man. I'm not here to receive from a woman. I'm not here to receive from a pastor. I'm here to receive from Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, who is here and promised me refreshing. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. In Jesus' name. Father God, I just speak tonight over every situation, over every circumstance. God, Lord, if we have gotten through religious issues, we've got things that are blocking us from receiving your presence. If it's pride that's going to keep me from coming down to the altar or pressing through tonight. Lord, I lay down that pride. I lay down that religiosity. I lay down all those issues of caring what anybody else is thinking about in this room. Lord, I am here tonight to receive from the Lord my God who has promised me renewal rejuvenation, refreshing. And Lord, it can happen at an altar. It can happen standing with my hands raised. It can happen sitting on the floor. Wherever it is, oh God, I am here to seek after you and say, Lord, I need you and nobody else. God, I need you and nobody else. So you just begin to pray and lift up your voices to him. We just begin to tell him how much you love him, that we're just repenting of our sins. We're leaving our religion and we're saying, Lord, I need the presence of the Holy Spirit. I need the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life like never before, oh God. More and more each day, Lord God. Lord, I pray over our worship team tonight. Lord, let them be filled with the presence of the Lord. God, as they lead us in this next moment, Lord, as, our, as we pray, Lord God, let every person in this place just sense the presence of the Lord in our lives, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. You just respond in the way the Lord will lead you to respond. If you want to come to the altars, you can come.